0: After Buzz TV presents Chatting with Kathy. Sit down interviews with Hollywood's leading actors, artists, and entrepreneurs. And now, your host of Chatting with Kathy, Kathy Kelly. Hello everyone, Bing is for doing, and today we are doing another interview on Chatting with Kathy right here on AfterBuzzTV.com. Today's guest, Brett Davern, has many credits to his name, but most notably, one of the stars of MTV's scripted series, Awkward. Mm -hmm. But some might argue that your most notable role, or best one, was when you were your manager's assistant, and (laughs) you used to use a fake name to call and submit yourself to casting directors. Guilty. That is what got your foot in the door. Well, Brett, thank you so much for coming in today. (laughs) I love that story, by the way. I want to talk about it Wow, you do your
1: research. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Guilty as charged. Yeah.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, well, um, yeah, I used to just call uh, casting directors as Brent. Uh, with an N, hmm. yeah. Sounds like so, uh, Brett. Yeah, so that if they <laughs> called back and talked to my real manager and asked for Brent, he would just think, you know, maybe they got it wrong or something or they misheard or something like that. So, so it was very diabolical. Very through. Oh, yeah, it was diabolical. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But it worked, and yeah. here I am. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to, you know, I think in any uh, field or career or anything that you're trying to do, you got to take risks. You got to put yourself out there, you know. It's not like, I mean, you know, I'm calling with a fake name, but I'm not, like, you know, breaking the law or anything yeah. like that. I'm just trying to, like, you know, put my best foot forward and who can sell yourself better than yourself, right? So, I think that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Took a risk.
0: Mm-hmm. And it paid off.
1: So far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Rock on wood.
0: <laughs> so you grew up in Washington State and mm-hmm. got started in theater very early on while you were in elementary school. First play around fourth grade?
1: Yeah, fourth or fifth grade, uh, the musical Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a VHS tape of it somewhere. Really? At, at my parents', parents house. house. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just that that uh, I was always kind of performing, like, even, you know, younger than that. Like, always, mm-hmm. you know, grandparents would be over for dinner or something. And my parents would, oh, sing us a song or, you know, whatever. Get up in front of us and perform, tell a joke, whatever. And so I was always kind of getting that attention and loving it and uh and then the uh you know (laughs) yeah you know and then you're in the right age for the school play and my mom's like you should go audition for that and I'm like I don't even know what that means but Mm -hmm. let's give it a shot and uh had a few lines um I was not Tom or Huck or any of that but just you know one of the like little towns boys and had a few lines and um you know I think the first time you you get a laugh or you hear that applause and you get bit by the bug isn't that's what everyone says right so and uh that definitely happened to me and That's how it all began.
0: That's how you... you, Yeah. Were you passionate about it from the first time you were in a play, or...?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was really fun, you know, not just the performing aspect of it, but everything. The the getting into a costume, and the sets, and watching this thing come to life. And um, the elementary school and middle school that I went to, it actually was a kindergarten through eighth grade program, so you got to go to the school for a while. And um, they... Uh, it was a very small school, no sports teams, no nothing like that. But they put on these amazing uh, musicals. And actually, they still do it. It's called uh, Madrona uh, Madrona K-8 through up in Edmonds, Washington. And um, Mark Press is the director up there. He's still doing it. And uh, they oh, put shout out on to these. <laughs> yeah, shout out. But they put on these amazing productions. I mean, the, the parents really get behind it. A lot of volunteer hours. And, um, I mean, they're bigger than most of the high schools in the area of production. Wow. So, um, yeah, so it was one of those things where it was just kind of. This is what you do when you go to that school, you know, and um, and so uh, your
0: parents were very supportive. I've heard that they showed up to pretty much every performance, not just opening night. Yeah, they
1: would. We would do maybe like four performances, I think, you know, like a Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, most parents would show up maybe opening night and closing night or something like that. My parents were there every night. Um, My dad was, you know, taking pictures. No flash. So, as to not get in trouble. <laughs> but, um, you know, taking photos and making albums and they're recording it on their, you know, camcorder. Now it's
0: so much easier. No Parents have it things. so easy with the yeah. iPhones and they can just whip out their camera. Yeah, you
1: know, maybe that's why they were at every performance because with no digital cameras, it was like, was that in focus? I better go back to oh, home, <laughs> right? Maybe that's why. Or they maybe just needed the to commit
0: it to memory because they couldn't yeah. pull it up on... Yeah,
1: no, they were very supportive. Um, my my brother, I have a younger brother, who's two years younger and he was always in them as well. And uh, so they were just very supportive of us, uh, you know, as children, and and still are, and uh, they're the best.
0: Cool. Well, you didn't have sports in elementary school, but you did play football very briefly in high school. (laughs) Very briefly. I've heard you joke that you were the smallest kid on the team. Yeah, speaking (laughs) of, like,
1: home movies and photos and stuff, I know that in my parents' house there is a photo of a huddle of freshman football. And there's, like, all the guys, and then it dips down, and then there's me. And I, <sighs> I swear the top of my helmet is maybe at their shoulders. Oh, my I mean, gosh. I was tiny, maybe, uh, like, less than five feet tall, maybe 100 pounds soaking wet. Um, and uh, so I didn't play very much. I had a few tackles, um, which was basically just holding on to some guy's ankles until the rest of the team showed up. <laughs> Uh, that's how I got my tackles. It's a team but,
0: effort. Yeah, it's a team sport, right? <laughs>
1: but I'm a huge sports fan, <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: And you still do sports now, or?
1: Yeah, you know, um, you I, I mean, I snowboard. I'm active. You know, try to yeah, play basketball at the gym, things like that. But uh, I, it's not like I'm going to be going pro anytime soon. More
0: so, a fan of those. Yeah, exactly. Those yeah. Cool. Um, so. I know uh, you had the opportunity while in school to attend Stage Door Manor in upstate New York, which is a theater camp Mm -hmm. and has an impressive list of alum from Natalie Portman, Zach Braff, Robert Downey Jr., And you? <laughs> <laughs> well, what was that? Or what was that experience like?
1: Uh, it was amazing. I mean, um, just to be mentioned in the same sentence <laughs> to those people, which has never happened. But thank you, um, is really uh, humbling, and it's really awesome. Uh, I uh, another shout out quickly to a, a teacher of mine named David Quinn, uh, who was actually an English teacher at, at the high school that I went to. And um, our theater director at that school, Bruce Mint, who's also an amazing teacher. um, I was, you know, always doing theater like we've been talking about. And uh, this teacher, David Quinn, had gone to stage where he was a kid. And uh, he grew up in New York and the East Coast and things. And. And so he was an actor, a child actor and everything. And so he came to the plays and he was looking for someone to send to this camp. And, um, you know, in theater, there's not a lot of boys usually. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I guess I sort of stood out maybe in one of the plays or something. And uh, he came up when I was a sophomore uh, to me and just said, you know, there's this camp and um we can maybe get you a scholarship and we can send you over there and of course i was in yeah. i think my parents were scared to death of uh you know their you know 15 year old son getting on a plane and going to new york by himself um but they let me go and i mean thank god every day that they did because uh you know i don't i wouldn't be here without stage door manor i mean really? it was um yeah it was you know it's a theater camp but it's theater and that's it mm-hmm. and so you know uh from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, you're in rehearsals, you're you're dancing, you're singing, you're acting. They put on a full-scale uh, production of, I mean, they do maybe 12 plays around the camp, but you're in one of them. And they put on a full-scale production in, in three weeks. Um, the last four or five days are just performances, so really like two and a half weeks to put up a full show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of New York directors and New York uh acting coaches and the teachers and everything come up from New York and do it. And, um, it's just great. It was yeah. a great proving ground. And, um, a lot of my best friends are friends that I made while I was there and they're still my best friends and they're, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch everybody's uh, careers grow. And a lot of people yeah, really who are cool.
0: in the industry right now as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Running, you know, it's, it's interesting too, cause they have three sessions throughout the summer. So uh, you know, sometimes I would only go one session, maybe two. So you miss people as mm-hmm. well. Um, but it's interesting going through this this life of being an actor and kind of running into people and you start talking and they're like, yeah, I went to stage where it's like, oh, me too. Wow, mm-hmm. what session? And you just have this common bond. It's like this fraternity of, of actors. And um, it's really cool. It's really special. And I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was Sebastian Stan there during Sebastian
1: Stan went there Lea when Lea I was Michelle. there. Yeah, Lea Michelle. Um Again, like I don't know... With Leah Michelle, I'm not sure if we were there the yeah. same session. Uh, Sebastian and I uh, lived next door to each other for three summers in a row. And, uh, That's crazy. He's a, he's a really good friend. So, yeah, it was, it was
0: really cool. Yeah. Um, many kids participate in theater when they're younger, but when was that moment when you kind of decided this is what you wanted to pursue as your career?
1: Well, honestly, going back to Stage Door, it's, uh, it was when I was there. Um, I went and did my first summer there, um, had an amazing experience, flew back to Seattle And, you know, school started up, I think I was going into my junior year of high school. And so school starting back up again. And my family and I are just watching TV one night. I think we're watching Law & Order. And there's one of my friends from Stage Door, you know, guest starring on Mm -hmm. Law & Order. And it was really that moment where I was like, oh, I could do this. Like, there's a friend of mine. I know this guy, you know, I know we're kind of on this, you know, same talent level. We're in all the same classes, all these kinds of things. And so if I can just, you know, get to New York or get to L.A. and get that opportunity... Um, I know that this could be a possibility. And so, yeah. So it was maybe maybe right then.
0: Was there ever any pressure or were you intimidated when you were at camp and you were like, oh, well, this person's been on TV before, this person's been in commercials? Or did um, being so young you just yeah? Didn't I, I that? think,
1: that? Um, yeah, I think at first, you know, um, I don't know if pressure is the right word. I think it's more just like, I don't know, maybe I'm weird. I've never really felt that kind of pressure. I just more felt, like, inspired mm-hmm. and, like, um, maybe just this kind of like, um, I don't know, inspiration to like hold my own a little bit. Like, Oh, I can do this too. Let me get up there and show you what I can do. And, um, it was, yeah, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe a little bit of pressure, but I think pressure is a good thing, Mm -hmm. you know, in a lot of ways, especially, um, in any career that you choose to do or any job, you always have someone who's pushing you. You always have the people who came before you. Um, and then you also have the people that are in front of you that are working to be better than you. And so I, you know, anytime you're getting pushed in any field, I think it's a good thing. So, yeah, yeah.
0: After high school, you moved out to New York to pursue Mm -hmm. musical theater and got a manager. We talked about this story briefly (laughs) at the top of the interview, but I want you to, you tell it better than I do, I'm sure. Well, yeah,
1: you know, I moved to New York again. My parents uh, probably were a little apprehensive, but again, the experience from stage door pushing me towards New York. Um, I just wanted to do musical theater, really, was my Mindset of, um, you know, singing and dancing and all these kinds of things. And so New York is the place to be as Mm -hmm. opposed to L.A. Um, So I auditioned for a school called AMDA, uh, which is a conservatory in Manhattan. Got in, went to New York, um, met up with all these friends that I had made at camp and stuff. And so it was a great little community uh, there. Um, But got out of school and got a manager but didn't have a day job. And so basically was just talking to him one day and... uh, I was telling him that I didn't have a day job. He said he didn't have anyone to answer his phones. I said, okay, fine. Started answering his phones. <laughs> and then I just started realizing like, well, you know, these agents and casting directors and people are calling to ask for our clients, right? And I'm a client. Mm-hmm. So why not just start pushing myself? It
0: makes him money know? too. He's yeah, so he exactly. Get he, he'd
1: get a percentage. Exactly. So, you know, um, but I didn't know how he would feel about me being so aggressive and pushing myself. <laughs> So it would kind of wait until he was line. out of the office. Yeah, you know. But I, you know, that being said, it was also cool because we had plenty of clients that were my age, and it was kind of cool to like get them jobs as well. And it's not like I was just working for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, helping to to push forward everyone who was there. Um, but yeah, I, you know, beautiful Ohio. One of the first indie films that I got. I remember uh, calling the casting directors time and time again, and they were just like you know, saying no and no and no. And then and finally they just said, all right, fine, send him down. Yeah. And I ended up getting it. So,
0: it's, you Did uh, your manager ever find out or?
1: I, he is now. <laughs> well,
0: he found out now, yeah. <laughs> I guess.
1: I mean, I don't know. I You know, I mean, he knew that when someone would call for a package of actors, I'd include myself in that if I was right for it. Yeah. It's not like I'm just... You know, they 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 want a
0: 70 year old woman. Yeah. And and I'm like, oh, let me slip my headshot (laughs) in there.
1: I'm very versatile. Um, (laughs) No. So, you know, but he so he knew I was kind of pushing myself um, for that. So I don't I don't think it's any big secret, but it's a fun story to tell.
0: Yeah. Speaking of beautiful Ohio, that was Chad Lowe's directorial debut. Your callback was in front of him and Hillary Swank.
1: Yeah, uh, so I got myself the audition. Well, sort of. I mean, with his help and, mm-hmm. and got the audition, uh, and went on the audition. And I remember it was a, it was a day where, um, I was going to fly back to Seattle for maybe it was the summertime or a vacation or something. And so I went on the audition and literally had my bags with me to leave to go to the airport. And I remember it was a time when I just hadn't gotten a job in a while. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to let this one go. Whatever happens, happens. And I did the audition and I flew to Seattle. And while I was in Seattle, I was there for maybe two weeks or something. And while in the middle of being there, uh, they called and they said, you got a callback. You got to get back to New York right, right away. And I was like, you know, I've had callbacks before. I don't know. Like, how serious is it? Like, I, I'm here with my family. It's a long flight. And uh, they were like, no, like, this is the callback. It's you versus another guy for the role. Uh, you're reading with William Hurt, uh, with Chad Lowe, Hillary Swank, da-da-da. <laughs> and I was absolutely, like, dropped everything, jumped on a plane. Um and it's really kind of a blur. I was pretty delirious doing <laughs> it, honestly, because I just gotten off this plane. I literally booked the flight back for just enough time to be there, I think, for the day. Really? Um yeah, called up a friend I went to school with, uh, Bobby, who is probably watching, shout out to him as well. Who came over and we read lines together and worked on it. And uh yeah, went in and, and did it. And uh I think again it's kind of that thing of like you asked about stage door, like, how do you feel about People who had jobs or whatever mm-hmm. um same thing here i mean you know the guy i'm auditioning against like uh, had plenty more of a resume than i did mm-hmm. um, but i think sometimes like ignorance is bliss you know you just kind of like just kind of don't think about it you're not and tainted just by the go industry do it. yeah exactly <laughs> it was just kind of like didn't really think about it just was like well i'll just go do the best i can and i remember thinking again uh, just kind of throwing everything away that well if i don't get this job at least i can write down that I had a master class with William Hurt, and then right under it I'll say a master class with Hilary Swank, and then under that I'll say a master class with Chad Lowe, and beef up the resume. Is there
0: ever so, a asterisk next? <laughs> there should have been. There should be on there, yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, it was it was a great experience. I mean, William was really awesome mm-hmm. in the callback. He was. I remember he. We were sitting in the waiting room, and he came in. Uh, you know, to walk through the waiting room to go meet go up with Chad and Hillary in the room and everything. And he brought Hillary like a huge bouquet of flowers Aww. and brought Chad like some something, like some chocolates or I don't know, something. And I just remember thinking, like, wow, that's a professional right there. That's really cool. And bribery is like, how you get Yeah, up. it's like, oh, all right. That's really, s-, you know, swanky move there. Suave. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was just cool. And he was just a really good guy, you know, he, he, yeah. um, yeah, we did it twice in, in front of uh, Hillary and Chad, and uh, I don't know. I guess I guess they liked it, mm-hmm. so, yeah.
0: I mean, incredible cast in that movie. Michelle yeah. Trachenberg was also in it, and William played your father in the movie. I know you guys had a lot of downtime on set since it was sort yeah. of, you were, like, in a house? Yeah, we
1: filmed in a house in Brooklyn um, for maybe five, six weeks, something Mm -hmm. like that. And the whole movie basically takes place in that one location. There's a couple, maybe one or two days where we weren't there. Um, So, yeah, so one of the first days he said, like, you know, bring a baseball tomorrow or bring some mitts or something, or we should play catch. That's what fathers and sons do. And, okay, great. Father-son bonding time. Yeah, so we had that bonding time, and it was really cool. And um, I just, even still, I'm just a sponge, like, walking Mm -hmm. around, trying to soak up everything I can from the people who – who came before me and, um, because they, they know how to do it and they've, they've been doing it for so long. And, um, so that's kind of what I mean by watching that he brought her flowers. Oh, okay. That's, that's how you do things, you know, and, um, it's really important to me. And so it was cool to sit around and just talk about his, his theater history or funny Broadway stories that he had or, you know, whatever. So he was cool. He was great guy. Um, yeah, I love him to death. He's a good guy. Since
0: that was your first major role, what was the biggest thing that you learned while on set?
1: Oh man! I, well, like I said, musical theater was really my my focus or mm-hmm. what I thought I was going to be doing. So this whole world of film was—I yeah. was just faking it till well, I make it. You have you know? done like
0: a couple commercials? Or yeah, a couple like commercials, a couple of
1: after-school um, after special <laughs> type deals. Which I still get tweeted every once in a while. Like, oh my god, I just saw you in my health class <gasps> um, in some video. Um, so, but those were those were not like really the real thing. I yeah. mean, this was like. Um, you know, an actual film camera. They were just and to pay
0: the bills. Yeah. Eventually. I mean,
1: like, listening, to, they're putting down marks, and I don't even know what that is. And, you know, like, uh, the DP telling me, like, well, make sure you don't put a shadow on this other actor. And I, I'm like, I don't even know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Like, so it was just, I mean, what I learned, I learned everything. I learned, uh, the business. Uh, Chad, uh, was really gracious about, um, the other actor in the movie, uh, David Call, who we played brothers, uh, taking him and I aside and just kind of like, sort of just taking us under his wing and, and talking about what it is to be a young actor in the business because like as he was um in his early career mm-hmm. and uh so just a ton of life lessons a ton of like on-set etiquette type uh deals and um yeah it was really beneficial so cool. yeah i don't know <laughs> if we get into specifics it literally we'll i mean day, it sounds
0: but- like usually with people's first roles, they get their feet wet a little but you literally jumped yeah right it into was everything. just thrown
1: in i mean it's uh you know it was the lead of the movie really and um so i was there every day all day and uh you know there's there's a lot to learn so mm-hmm. it was pretty cool um and, and being thrown into the deep end i mean michelle trachtenberg and i had our our love scene on the first day <laughs> of filming which really? was yeah it was the first day and uh I remember we went and did a rehearsal at Chad's house in in Manhattan and he was uh, saying to us like, well, you know, we're shoring up the schedule, but we think we're going to do you guys a love scene on the first day. And we're just both like, okay. And for her, I mean, you know, she'd been at it for so long that I'm sure she was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But for me, I was like, okay. Um, But hey, you know, (laughs) whatever. You sink or you swim, right? Yeah. yeah. It worked out. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So uh, shortly after this, you moved to L.A. where... Mm -hmm. Your next role was Player 5150. Yep. And that stars, I mean, Ethan Embry is in it. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. Another good cast. Uh, Ethan Embry. Christopher uh, McDonald. Yep. Yep. Um, um, uh, I'm blanking on everyone's (laughs) name right now. How did you get into it? (laughs) Uh, Just, you know, another thing, another audition, another callback. Um, When I moved out to L.A., I actually had agents this time and Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I wasn't was no longer calling people on my own behalf. Um, Did but, you
0: jump into classes when you first moved out here? Or? Um,
1: not right away. I uh, Beautiful Ohio allowed me to get um, some good agents out here in L.A., mm-hmm. and so it was their suggestion, like, hey, move out here. This is where film and TV is more uh, prevalent. So that's why I came out here. And uh, I think – I mean, it wasn't, like, right away that I got that. I, it, sound, makes, it sounds that way. Yeah. Uh, but it really wasn't. There was maybe, you know, months and months that went by. And I think – I just started auditioning and immersing myself in auditioning and going on everything that I could and um, I kind of used that as my class, I guess. I yeah. Mean, I also, just like had no money at all to spend on classes, which no one does. Like they every tell hour. everyone that but. that's
0: one of the worst things you can do is to use an audition as class because mm-hmm. then if you mess it up, then yeah. potentially you're ruining ruining your relationship with a casting director. Yeah. But well, I don't mean th- clearly works out for you. So yeah. Well, fair. I guess
1: I don't mean like using it as like a. Um, like so experimental I more just mean um going in like I, you know you'd get the sides and whatever mm-hmm. and I would read them over with an actor buddy or whatever and so try to get it to where I thought it should be and the years of stage door the years of um uh school in New York and in high school and I mean I had I've been so lucky to have amazing teachers all the way through and so just um you know using what they taught me all those years and so getting a scene to the to where I think it should be And then what I mean by using an audition as class is going in, throwing that out there and then using the feedback that the agents get or whatever to kind of tailor – you know, the next audition or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, uh, getting feedback that's like, oh, I wish he would have been a little more this way or Mm -hmm. this or that. And it's going, okay, I'm going to change that for next time. And I mean, yeah, maybe it's not the best way to go about it, but, uh,
0: I mean, you're clearly the type that you learn from every situation that you're in. Yeah, I think so. so. You learn from every casting that you went to.
1: Yeah. I, I I mean, I think I just kind of pride myself on, um, being aware of my surroundings and like what's going on Mm -hmm. and being able to pick up on things quickly and be directable, um, is very important. So. And, and just being able to be quick on your feet, I think um, maybe I mean we did a ton of improv in high school and college and growing up and everything, and um, so that whole like kind of yes and thing of just being able to roll with whatever anyone gives you, I think is really important, especially in an audition setting. So maybe that maybe that helped out too. I think so. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still finding it yeah. though. We all are. I mean, it's, it's you know a auditioning experience. all the time.
0: We always say it after Buzz Kaizen. It's a uh, proverb, which means consistently improving. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. You you have thing.
1: to be. No one, no one, no one has it figured out.
0: No one's perfect.
1: Uh, no, no, not at all. I mean, I, maybe that's the most important thing I've learned going along and, and going back to beautiful Ohio, like with William and everything. I mean, everyone has a couple takes. No mm-hmm. one's just one take and out of there. So, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you were very lucky to have an incredible cast in your first movie, did you think that auditioning would be easier uh, (laughs) since you had worked with such talented people? Yeah, I mean, I'd
1: love to sit here and be like, no, I kept it real and was, like, completely down to earth (laughs) the whole time. No, um, (laughs) you definitely get your head in the clouds a little bit. You know, I mean, especially, again, I'd never had any experience with film at all. So this whole world of, like, indie films and how, oh, well, even though you shoot it, it has to come out was like no ne- i never thought about that i was just like oh I, i'm in this movie it's got this great cast one foot in front of the other this is going to be amazing from mm-hmm. here on out which it has been don't get me wrong uh but you know i didn't realize there's that time where you have to wait and that thing has to get sold and then it has to do some festivals and then it has to maybe get a release or mm-hmm. even just a dvd release or and there's the, all this lag time in between and so that was a learning experience as well but yeah i had those couple of weeks where i was like oh this is going to be easy, <laughs> but uh, it wasn't. I mean, getting to LA. I mean, I got player 5150 and fifty within the first few months, but then after that, really went almost a year until until the next uh, project. Really? So yeah, so um, you know, how there's, did you
0: s- s- like not get discouraged after that?
1: Um. Oh, I did for really? sure. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, everybody goes through those those times. I mean, every actor. Um, it's and, tough
0: hearing now, or you. Yeah. A lot of the time when you go into a casting they may see 300 people. You don't know if you're totally. number three mm-hmm. out of those 300. Yeah, it's
1: hard. And especially, you know, you get a couple of callbacks, you get far down the line, you keep hearing like, oh, they want a name, you know, this, these kinds of things. And so it's it's really hard, you know, and and sitting there too, I think Beautiful Ohio didn't have its DVD release yet. So, or any kind of release at all. So, you know, you're sitting there being like, no, but I I did this thing and it's good. And I think I'm good in it. And, yeah. you know, and, and nobody knows. And so you're just, And so it's hard, you know, but I think the most important thing is to keep a really it sounds so cliche, but to keep a really good group of friends around you Mm, to keep like to keep your circle kind of small and uh, just keep this really good community around you who. Who is encouraging you and and telling you that you know oh it's just that casting director you know or whatever? I, or it's easy, especially in
0: LA, to have friends that are competitive because oh, so many people are in the industry.
1: Yeah, and I think you know you got to kind of weed those people out a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, competitive is a good thing, like I said, yeah. someone pushing you. Um, but if it's competitive in the way where they're going to knock you down or 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 you know be negative about something, I mean, yeah. you know, you got to kind of think friend's about that.
0: Success. I mean, absolutely.
1: Why absolutely <laughs> yeah why not i mean you know we're you know yeah if, if you're gonna if the, you want them to root for you you gotta root for them too right mm-hmm. so um yeah so i think that's i mean i was definitely there were times where i got discouraged yeah um but you know your friends pick you back up and, and your family and stuff and so it's important to uh have those people close
0: yeah So you had several guest roles on TV, and your breakout role, of course, is Jake in MTV's (laughs) Awkward. You originally auditioned for the role of Maddie, Mm -hmm. and then um, your friend Bo ended up getting it. Well, you you guys didn't know each other. We were not friends. (laughs) We
1: were enemies.
0: Oh my gosh! No,
1: we weren't. We weren't enemies. But clearly, Uh,
0: you guys had great on-screen chemistry. They saw that. You ended up filming the pilot. What was that like? Yeah,
1: I mean uh, awkward was it's just like anything else, you know, you go on an audition, it's pilot season out here in LA and so you're going on a million auditions. Um and you, you just start going through the process, went through the whole process uh, for the role of Maddie, switched everything up, went back through the process for Jake, so we're talking, you know, maybe a 2-month long audition process or something. For and just a pilot. Yeah, wow. yeah, for just the pilot they and, and
0: Screen tests after screen
1: tests. Screen tests, uh, going down to MTV headquarters, you know, in, like, a big, scary building. And, like, oh, my <laughs> God. Um, and it, it was kind of fun, though, because I met um, I met Molly Tarlov at the uh, the first time I screen tested for Maddie. She was there going for Sadie. Um, and, I mean, right away I was like, oh, that girl's got the part. Yeah. She was hilarious. Just sitting in the hallway, she's hilarious. So um, Yeah. And so, <laughs> so it was kind of cool because me going for maddie and then for jake i kind of got to watch the whole cast get cast and i was just sitting there being like well, hopefully i get it wow. too um nikki uh who plays Lacey, was also one of the early auditions um good
0: friend of after Buzz. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: so met her she's amazing um uh yeah so it was cool it was a cool experience and then what the final screen test for jake uh my agents told me like you're gonna be the only guy there don't worry about it like you know if you don't get it they're going back to the drawing board but it's yours to lose, basically. It's a That's encouraging. It. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, okay, like, don't mess it up, basically. Um, so I get there, and I'm sitting in the waiting room, and in walks this other guy. And oh. he has, like, a short haircut. We both had kind of short haircuts at the time. And he comes in, and he's like, of course, he's beau, so he's, beau like, you tall, know, yeah. like, tall and, like, has broad shoulders and he's like, this good-looking dude. And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? So he sits down, and I kind of, like, just look at him, and he kind of looks at me, and it's... Because I think, knowing now, they told him the same thing. Um. So we're both just kind of like, what the heck? And then, you know, we don't really talk to each other. Um, we're talking to other people around us because there are a lot of uh, people that are auditioning for other other roles. And eventually, I just kind of, I think either I said to him or he said to me, like, hey, what part are you going for? I was like, oh, I'm I'm here for Jackson at the time. Oh. Jake's name changed. Mm. That's a little after buzz tidbit for you. <laughs> um, but I said, yeah, I'm here for Jackson. And he goes... Oh, I'm here for Maddie. And then we were like, Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Wasn't
0: there, they went through a lot of changes. Yeah. It used to be called that girl. And Mm -hmm. this is awkward.
1: Yeah. The show was called that girl, uh, for the whole pilot. Um, and a lot of the time leading up to it, getting picked up. And then once it got picked up, I think it was called, uh, Kill me now. What for? A, for a time, <laughs> yeah. It was called Kill Me Now. It I can was called, that
0: didn't make it to. Yeah. What else was it air? called? It was
1: called This Is Awkward, mm-hmm. which was the worst title in the world to be like <laughs> out in public with. Because I remember we went to the first MTV upfronts uh, when they were still going through titles. And there would be um, we the cast of Jersey Shore was there. So there's a lot of paparazzi around and things. Of and we would travel in the same vans because we're all this MTV family. And so they'd get out of the vans, get a bunch of paparazzi. We'd get out. People kind of be taking our photo. <laughs> like, who are you guys? And uh, so, you know, they'd say, like, what do you, what do you guys do? We're like, oh, we're on a show. They're like, What's it called? We're Like, this is awkward. And they're like. Yeah, but what's the show called? <laughs> really? No, no, no. Okay, it's a show called... Oh, sorry. It's a show called... This is I- So, and that was title was a mess. Yeah. So, but anyway. They changed it. They got to awkward eventually, and we love it. Were
0: there any other changes that they made other than Jackson? Oh,
1: that? man. Well, Jackson uh, was... So, they had already shot the Teen Wolf pilot, and mm-hmm. there's a character on Teen Wolf named Jackson. So, they changed Jackson to Jake. So, that's why that changed. Gotcha. Um, what else? Ming's name was... Ooh, I'm going to get this wrong. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Keiko or Sachiko or something like that. Something. I think she was like Japanese, um, but Jessica Liu is of Chinese descent. So they wanted to make that uh, accurate. So they changed her name there. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's about it. I'm sure there's plenty more that I can't think of right now.
0: So you and Bo, of course, have an on-screen rivalry. You get to punch each other at work. i um, <laughs> yeah. then off-screen. You guys are best friends. Yeah. Total bromance going on. I heard you guys take, uh what is it? It's House- a match
1: made in heaven. Kathy. Houseboat trips? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: what is that? I don't know what that wow. is, but it sounds awesome.
1: You do do your research. <laughs> I love it. Um Yeah, Bo and I, uh it's a match made in heaven, really. I've found my my better half, mm-hmm. and I'm... We're extremely happy together. <laughs> this is going to be – this is just going to go to such a weird place. We need to, like, um, love music. No, we're just – you know, we're he, – he, this is what happens. He likes to wait till I do interviews where I go, yeah, he's my best friend. And then he'll do an interview and be like, yeah, Brett's okay.
0: Kind of stalks That's me. what he likes to do.
1: <laughs> um, but I feel confident in saying we're best friends. Um, we met at that audition that day. We actually have the same agent. Uh, so that agent who told us that there'd only be one guy there. Thanks, Tyler. But anyway, um, no, we love Tyler. Um, so, but yeah, we, we're we best friends. We hang out all the time. We go. He's a snowboarder. I'm a snowboarder. He was born in Seattle. I was raised in Seattle. I mean, he was raised in Vancouver, which is very close. Yeah. Um, so we're from the same area. Um, we just have a lot of the same interests. So we root for the same sports teams. Um so it's just like I said, match made in heaven. Yeah. And uh yeah, and these uh houseboat trips are um they're uh
0: scandalous. <laughs> what is and that they're, so, uh, like do you go out on the ocean or where is it?
1: Oh no. Okay. No, if we went out on the ocean we'd probably still be out on the ocean. So it's basically um,
0: like an <laughs> R V But
1: I, I do like the thought water-based. though of us getting a boat and going out to international waters and just That'd be kind of funny, um, <laughs> no but no. We, uh, no, we no um, we Lake Mead is mm-hmm. outside of Las Vegas. Okay, and so uh, I we actually didn't go this year, which was very sad. Mm-hmm. But for like three or four years in a row, um, I had some friends who kind of started this trip. Actually, the year before I met Bo, and they started this thing where you just get a bunch of friends together, rent a houseboat, spend a couple nights in Vegas, then drive out to the lake and. You know, live on the lake for a couple of days. And it's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Take a bunch of friends. Yeah, it's great. They These houseboats, you know, you can get, I think the maximum is 12 people, but you can get more than that. on there. How many? More. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. You know, we, we have a good time with it. So we went like two or three years in a row. I, like I said, we didn't get to go this year. We were actually shooting the show when oh, the okay. weekend came up uh, that we go. I'm not going to so say people the weekend. Still went without but you guys? all of our friends still went yeah
0: party continues
1: party continues without us but hopefully we'll go this year it's fun it's a good tradition everyone should try it (laughs) Lake Mead
0: you're maybe you'll see us there you're gonna have too many houseboats on the lake now and then you won't even well we'll keep
1: the weekend a secret okay but I'm sure Bo probably tweets it so it's probably not that big of a secret but anyway
0: so you guys of course as we mentioned uh You have this on-screen rivalry. Mm -hmm. Does that ever do? You guys get confused, like off-screen and on-screen? Start punching each other. You joke about it.
1: Oh, it's the the second the cameras stop rolling. It's back to yeah, buddy, buddy. Um, I mean, I think it's really cool. It's fun to have such a close relationship with with Bo and do those scenes together because, you know, when we're choreographing the fight or whatever, I mean, we trust each other. And so, um, you know, you're throwing punches around. It can, you know, and you got to shoot the next day. You can't have a real black eye. So you have to be able to trust the other actor. And and also it just makes the other scenes fun too. the um, You know, already in season three, we got to have some fun like the barbecue scene. Uh, the the kind of where they're daring each other back and forth, or the dancing scene where Jake is teaching Maddie to dance, mm-hmm. and it makes all those scenes just really fun because um, we have a, we have too much fun together <laughs> on set. Really, <laughs> like that's a good it's thing. you shouldn't be allowed to have that much fun at work together. We just are you constantly get paid to do it. yeah, we're constantly cracking each other up, um, you know, and so it, it it hopefully comes across on the screen, and that's you know, it's all part of the. All part of the fun.
0: I think it does. Um, yeah. The second half of season three is about to air. October 22nd mm-hmm. is when it comes back on MTV. And every season, the popularity of the show grows. The ratings grow. And I know that social media is actually a lot of what you attribute that to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Twitter so. Um,
1: you know, it's funny to talk about but it's like back when awkward first aired back in the good old days uh twitter was kind of new i mean it was out uh i had been on it for not very long um but it was it was sort of a new thing it was sort of just catching on i think mm-hmm. i don't know um and so yeah so i remember the show was airing and trying to get some sort of a following and and going on twitter and i i remember typing into the search bar like mtv awkward or or something or or reverse that before and we knew what hashtags were <laughs> yeah exactly and just looking for anyone who was mentioning that they were watching it or anything and i had like i think i was just literally cutting and pasting the same tweet like yeah. replying to that person and being like hey my name's brett i'm on that show thanks for watching really? or something like that not that, just that simple and it just sort of was snowballing everyone in the cast was doing sort of the same thing yeah. and um the whole i mean it fit perfectly into Twitter. The whole Team Jake, Team Maddie thing put a put a numeric sign in front of it, you and it was ended like up gold. Using
0: that. that on the show as well, yeah. I mean, that it, kind well, of it was trending before. You know, it's
1: funny because it was something that uh, the creator of the show, Lauren Unerick, uh, and I, and we were kind of joking about it uh, during the pilot while we were shooting the pilot. Because I think she was kind of still trying to figure out where's this show going to go if it gets picked up. What are the storylines going to be? And so everyone was kind of throwing ideas around. And um, I think it was kind of clear that there would be some sort of a love triangle. Uh, And, you know, uh, Twilight, the whole Team Edward, Mm -hmm. Team Jacob thing. His name is Jake. So I thought it was funny just saying Team Jake and Team Maddie. (laughs) And I sort of started saying it. Lauren started saying it. It kind of caught on within the cast. Um, And then I think through the first season of the show people took that to twitter and then Lauren just took it and ran with it for yeah. season 2 and kind of put it into the show with some of our uh students in the school chanting team Jake team out it was kind of yeah. fun so it's cool to see those things catch on and she was she's so smart about taking those things that are happening in the world of the show and kind of bringing them uh to the show i think there's a line that uh, Tamara has in season 2 or maybe it was season 3 where she says uh, like, Jenna, you're just like a a small cable show. You know, you don't have a budget or anything, but you're catching on with the right people. And it's kind of fun, like yeah. how she, you know, obviously she's talking about our show. And yeah. it's, it's really fun that, that she does that. The
0: fans appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I think that's so cool getting, I don't know, social media in general. Just thinking back to when I was in high school or junior high. Getting tweeted by a celebrity would have made Hmm. my year, probably. So I think that's so cool to be able to interact with your fans like that now, like that we have that opportunity. Yeah, it
1: is really cool. I mean, I feel like I I try to reply as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's never enough, obviously. Um, And, uh, you know... can't just sit there all day replying but i try (laughs) i try people i try so hard um especially when the show is airing it's so cool to get the real-time reaction to Mm -hmm. what's going on um i try to do no spoilers on there for everyone who watches overseas and things like that of course they find it on the internet anyway and watch it kind of along with us but um but it's just really cool it's 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 great and like you said i mean yeah it would have been amazing to sit there and and talk to my favorite actors yeah uh, I mean even if they don't talk back you can still let them know what you think and um, that's the other thing even if I'm not replying I'm reading I read it a lot Um, and all of our fans are like really positive you've gotten
0: a lot of positive encouragement about the show I know yeah
1: everyone actually on Twitter is just like really nice Mm -hmm. and and cool you know I hear a lot of like horror stories on Twitter but yeah. Don't start being mean because <laughs> you guys are After all really cool. Um, but I really like it. I like it a lot and I like I like being able to interact with them. I've gotten really big into Instagram and stuff and, uh, you know, uh, like just, just got back from a trip over to Europe and was like Instagramming all these like landmarks and things. And it was really it was really fun. And I, I kind of just try to think of like what I would want to see if yeah. I was a fan of of someone I was a fan you of. Think about you know? Your and, audience. Yeah. I mean I follow all my favorite sports people and my favorite actors and so I kind of like see what they put out there and I'm like, that's what I'd be interested in if I was a fan. So that's yeah. what I try to do. But anyway.
0: speaking of traveling, yes. I know that before Awkward, you had never been out of the country. No. And then MTV sends you to the mtv europe music awards or something like that yes and so that was your first time out of the country all yeah to i i
1: had been to canada growing up in seattle okay. you know your family you drive across the border it's pretty easy yeah i think you know you didn't even need a passport or anything <laughs> so uh you know but yeah so mtv they yeah sent me to the emas over in frankfurt germany last year and hopefully i can go again this year mtv if you're watching <laughs> hopefully Uh, I think they're in Amsterdam this year. Um, But, yeah, it was amazing. It was an incredible experience. I mean, just out of this world, Mm -hmm. literally. Um, I had an amazing time um, in in Germany, and then I got to go to uh, Warsaw, Poland, and go to MTV Warsaw. Wow. uh, Or MTV Poland, basically. Their headquarters over there. That's so cool. Uh, So cool. Amazing trip. Uh, They took really good care of me. The people in Poland are so great and warm and inviting and it was just a, an amazing trip we actually had a screening um in a movie theater for fans of awkward uh in poland and so to see it in a different country was just like really cool and to hear their reaction they were and it was an episode i had seen before actually an episode i had seen with a live audience in america and it was cool because they were reacting to different things than the yeah. american audiences did and it was really i don't know it was just something um really like uh, tangible to like be there and actually see that um so it was really cool and then after that i went on my own to uh vienna and italy um well that that trip i after warsaw went kind of on my own to vienna and and italy and then this last trip that i just got back from was um just my brother and i went on a trip to europe together just for fun just because
0: like two weeks
1: ish uh yeah like uh yeah 16 days or something like that i think and we went to Ireland and rented a car and drove on the wrong side of the road <laughs> and also on the wrong side of the car which was crazy and drove all over Ireland and then went to uh Barcelona and then Venice and Florence and Rome and then back home. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a quite an adventure but it was cool. It was cool to have some some bro time That's awesome. and get over there. So,
0: yeah. Getting back to awkward for mm-hmm. a second the second half of the season is about to premiere. We've heard that it is a little bit darker. Uh-huh. So, without giving too much away, is Jake going to have a darker side too?
1: Ooh, well, um, I don't know if I don't know if Jake ever is going to have know, a darker side. I know, he's not side. really that kind of He's it's not so much that he has a darker side, but I think we see um, more of his evolution, you know. I think Jake is always kind of stuck in this place where he's a people pleaser, you know, and he's that guy who you can always count on. Who's never going to say no to anything. Who's never going to, he's never going to say anything off color or offensive or offend anyone, but every once in a while, he kind of loses his mind (laughs) as we saw with the Maddie fight or whatever. And, and so I think in terms of his relationship with Tamara, that's going to kind of come up a little bit because I think when you, when you're the nice guy, you can kind of also become the doormat sometimes. Yeah. And so I think Jake um, stands up against that a little bit the, in the second half. So The
0: phrase is not nice guys finish first. <laughs> no,
1: no. It's definitely nice guys finish last. I mean, he's, you know, he's happy in his relationship with Tamara. I think mm-hmm. he's found something that he needed. You know, uh, you know, in the end, he wasn't really treated very well by Jenna or by Maddie. And neither was uh, Tamara with Ricky. So I think they've kind of found what they needed. Um, but with that, with any relationship comes some drama and some you know, yeah. bumps in the road and whatever, but we'll see what happens.
0: People always talk about how the shows, the characters are so incestual and, like, <laughs> there are a lot of storylines that are too mature for TV. And I'm like, that's very similar to what happened in high school. I don't know. It seems, like, very real. Like, your yeah. friend dates your ex or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: well, I think, um, you know, when you're in high school or, you know, when you're at this age, you're so just trying to find yourself mm-hmm. with with everything, with yeah. what, where you're going to go to college, what, are, what's going to be your, your career, your relationships. And in all these ways of finding yourself, you go through these different things, these relationships and, and your after, after school activities, things like that. Um, and, but also because you're in high school and you're in this relatively small community, everything becomes so important and so huge mm-hmm. in these things. So these relationships, you know, when they say they're in love with each other, I mean they are in love with each you other. You think it that, is yeah. not just yeah, and when you're in high school, that's what you think, you know. I mean you 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 don't know what like adult love is, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But uh but you know what this is and what yeah. this feeling is and it's this new feeling and so yeah, so I think even though I mean Jake is only you know, he was kind of with uh Alyssa in the beginning but Mm -hmm. I mean I think that was kind of a carryover from junior high and it was all very innocent so really for Jake he's only been with uh, Jenna and Tamara yeah and um, so you know there's not much jumping around in there and I think when he said that he loved Jenna I mean his feelings were really true you know I think he 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 loved her from the moment he saw her at that kind of pep rally in the pilot when she put her hand up I mean I think that was like love at first sight and then with Tamara it was kind of like just sort of like just sort of having this moment of like being her knight in shining armor and having this moment of passion which uh, we didn't get to see them in europe but i think the relationship <laughs> really evolved over there and so it was kind of more of a gradual thing with tamara um but when he says love he is in love yeah so it's not just this lustful like jumping around for jake anyway i can't speak to maddie <laughs> that guy i mean how many girls have come and gone and so we've never you're seen again jake Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny, though, too, because Team Jake has evolved. Team Jake, Team Maddie, those terms, they've evolved uh, into a different way as well, because I think a lot of fans on social media or whatever are still thinking it's meaning I want Jake to be with Jenna. And it's like, no, I'm just pro Jake. Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm on Jake's team with whatever he wants Mm -hmm. to do. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Jenna goes to kind of a place where. Well, anyway, I can't, I can't give it away, but it gets interesting. I mean, it gets to a place where um, I think she needs a lot of help from a lot of people. Yeah. And so we'll see who kind of comes to her rescue.
0: And you guys are just about to start filming season four, correct? Yeah.
1: Um, yes. Uh, I've heard that we supposedly uh, maybe sometime November, December, January, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, we'll start up again and new
0: showrunners as well. Mm -hmm. I know the creator is leaving to do another pilot for ABC. So do you think they'll still keep, um, Lauren's vision for the show?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's the whole reason the show is a success is because of Lauren. I mean, she's Lauren and, and her team of writers, uh, Aaron and, and everyone who's ever worked on the show. Um, so, I I mean I can't speak for them, yeah. but I don't see them completely, you know, throwing out uh, the, the baby, throwing the throwing baby the with, baby the, bath, out with the, the the baby with the bathwater. Is that a weird term to use at that point? Right <laughs> I don't know if it's for right. This but anyway, uh, we'll take it. we'll I don't it. see them. <laughs> I don't see them just completely getting rid of everything. I yeah. mean, because the show, you know, if it's not broke, you know. Um But uh, that being said, I think that they'll have their own things that they bring to the table and their own kind of. Uh, you know, twist on things. And so it'll be, it'll be cool to see that. It'll be, um, you know, it'll be interesting to get kind of a fresh perspective on it and, and see where they take it. I have no idea where they're going to go with it. I mean, we haven't gotten any scripts mm-hmm. or anything. I know or they anything, keep, uh, so.
0: the finale is a secret to you guys sometimes. Even.
1: Yeah, they have. Um, season one, uh, we were all locked out of the stage, actually, where we shoot, except for um, a few key uh, crew members. Uh Ashley, who plays Jenna, and uh, Nikki, who plays Lacey. So, if we all remember the season finale of what (laughs) happened. But uh, yeah, we didn't know what was up. The script was printed on like, oh, sorry. The script was printed on like red paper Mm -hmm. and uh, it had your name across it in case it got out. They knew who to go kill i guess i don't know (laughs) i don't don't know (laughs) what they were gonna do um but it was kill off in
0: the series (laughs) it was very
1: very secretive
0: yeah yeah so that's crazy yeah um so you are a very busy guy when you're not filming awkward you just filmed born to race Mm -hmm. also with Bo. yes so was that a weird transition from maddie and jake to your new characters
1: yeah it was It, it was it was um I think a little more challenging than we thought it would be at first. Um, uh, it was an interesting process too because I remember Bo got his role in that movie and I had auditioned for a different role. And so we were kind of talking with each other like, well, okay, Bo got his role, so they're probably not going to put me in it. And then I got a call that was like, oh, you're going to be in it too. It's okay, great. So yeah. it wasn't like we were like a package deal or anything. It kind of happened separately. Um, and then became – then came the process of like, okay, how do we make these guys different? And, um, it was just sort of him and I working together, you know, as, as sitting down as two actors with the script and breaking it down and figuring out moments where they'd be different. I mean, these characters are very different than Maddie and Jake anyway. So it was easy because it was a little built into the script. Um, are whereas Jake and Maddie are rivals or not even really anymore, but they were a little bit, these guys are like, enemies like they can't stand each other really? they don't get along at all um yeah they they go behind each other's backs i mean they're really really at each other's throats um so that's already built into the script so it makes it a little a little easier to get into that world but um but we got to drive fast cars which was really cool
0: you had so. to learn a lot of car terminology too yeah, yeah. i heard you in real life you were in the celebrity grand prix got second place so congratulations yeah, yeah. Um, i'm still beaming <laughs>
1: I'm still beaming that. How you, was that experience? When that gets brought up. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, uh we we did Born to Race. Uh they sent us to a couple days of uh of a race car driving school which is actually at the track where they practice for the Toyota uh Grand Prix of Long Beach. So yeah, so as we're going through our little school for the movie, they're telling us, "Oh, this is where this these celebrities trained and blah blah blah." And that race has been a dream of mine since I can remember. I remember watching it on TV growing up, seeing the celebrities in it, and just always wanting to do it. I've always been a fan of racing. Uh, I had an uncle who uh, owned a go kart track in in southern Missouri that we used to go to when I was growing up. So we would take the carts out there and bang them around and race with family members and stuff. I mean, it's but pretty competitively. <laughs> um, we've been thrown off many a go kart track in Branson, Missouri. Um, but, uh, yeah, but so I've always kind of had this like racing bug. Um, so doing the movie was awesome. And then I think because of doing the movie and because we could talk about that, it kind of like perked their ears up with the Toyota Grand Prix. And so I got to be in it. And, um, with people that I've always looked up to, Adam Carolla is like one of my heroes and like, and he's like a car guy. And so it's just cool to be in it with all these like really cool people. And I kept telling everyone I was fast. (laughs) No one was listening to me. And I think they were kind of like, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, And I'd only been driving a stick shift as long as since we shot the movie, which was only a couple months before. Um, But, you know. But you had to
0: learn – Oh, yeah, yeah, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, learned, learned how to drive stick shift. um, Bo, Bo and I learned together, basically, that was, oh, my gosh, that could have been shot for a whole special Mm -hmm. internet somewhere, I learned when I was
0: 15, and it was the scariest thing of my life, like, even when you're on, like, a five-degree incline, you start moving backwards, and then there's a car behind you, you freak out, yeah,
1: well, luckily, the, the race is like a roll, you're already going, (laughs) so that's good, (laughs) and there's no real hills, rolling start, so, that makes it a little easier, but um, but it was a lot of fun. It was really cool, and I just, I don't know. I just was trying to pass people without running into them and making them <laughs> mad at me, and I did, and it was fun. Started in fifth, finished mm. second, had the fastest lap time of wow. any of the celebrity competitors. That's I cool. hate saying celebrity. <laughs> anyway, another <laughs> still movie. not comfortable with that word.
0: <laughs> anyway. Really?
1: No, not? no, not at all. I don't know because I'm just a kid from Edmonds, Washington. Humble, yeah, modest, yeah.
0: Good qualities (laughs) to have. Um, So another movie that you have coming up is Love and Mercy, where you play one of the Beach Boys, Mm -hmm. Carl Wilson. And, I mean, I grew up loving the Beach Boys, but what was this experience like?
1: Yeah, I think um, I I have a lot of family in, uh, like I said, in Missouri, actually. And so growing up, my family, we would... Sometimes we would fly there. Sometimes we would drive from mm-hmm. Seattle to Missouri, take a road it's trip. It's a
0: long it's drive. It's ti-
1: a long drive, which I think I probably hated at the time, but now look back on with just, like, such fond memories of um, just, you know, cool, like, diners in Montana and, you know, cool, like, little moments uh, with my family. But um, I remember that before one of the trips, my mom, like, got my brother and I walkmen, you know, like, cassette players and, like, little headphones and, um, the tape that I got with that Walkman was, uh, Beach Boy's Endless Summer album. And so I was kind of like, who are these guys? And listened to it the whole way there, the whole way back, and was just a fan ever since. Mm-hmm. And so this came up, and, um, again, just an audition, and actually, um, was casted by the same casting director who did Beautiful Ohio. So a little bit of a callback yeah. to a long time ago. And, um, it was cool. Just went in, read for him, sang for him, um, and, you know, got, got the role, and, working opposite uh paul dano and um
0: john cusack John Elizabeth Cusack. This, the list goes on we had max schneider yeah. in studio a couple months sure awesome sure. kid
1: yeah i mean amazing cast amazing cast amazing subject matter um we were recording a, a scene of the beach boys recording in the recording studio the recording studios we shot in are the real recording studios in hollywood where the beach boys recorded their albums the actual studios the floors are the same they took out all the new age equipment put back in the the original equipment from the period so i mean standing there dressed up like them in the same room filming a scene where you're singing out loud like their songs over a track you know and and then they all cut and then like the real brian wilson walks in and says hi to everyone like just I mean, <gasps> can this get any better? Oh I mean, it was gosh. just, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Did you have um, to sing in it then? We do. I don't know. It's not clear to me yet if they're really going to use can our you sing? voices. Well, I mean, musical, musical theater, theater come yeah. on. I mean, uh, I think I can. Okay. I don't want to be, you know, being modest again. I'm curious. Again. I want to hear it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I could sing. And, and, um, and we were belting it out. Yeah. I mean, and I think... They'll probably end up using the Beach Boys voice voices, though, okay. um, because I'm not sure if all the guys in the cast could sing. Paul can. Paul Paul okay. Dino really can. Um, I don't I don't want to say it. anyway. <laughs> uh, there's some that might need a backing track. Yeah. Um. But uh. But I mean, who better to do it than the Beach Boys? Yeah. Uh, you know.
0: I heard also that the. The director wanted you guys to stay in character on mm-hmm. set at all times.
1: Yeah, yeah, he really did. Uh, Bill Polad was uh, the director who's an amazing guy, really fantastic director. Um, he, We had a, uh, maybe a week of rehearsals leading up to it, and we all had a conversation, and he was just saying, you know, guys, this is going to be very improvisational for some of it. Um, once you step on that set, I mean, I had a wig, uh, you know, the wardrobe. Once you're in that world, just be in character. You'll never know when we would be filming you. And um, he was right. I mean, sometimes we'd just be standing around the microphone, um, horsing around with each other. That the cast of the boys really gel together very well, very yeah. quickly. Um, we had a really great chemistry, I think. And uh, and sometimes we'd just be kind of horsing around with each other, and and he'd say cut, and we're like, oh, what? We didn't even know you we were filming. And they'd just be <laughs> in the corner, like shooting a very documentary style, um, really really cool style. I think it's going to be a really great movie. Some of the stuff that that Paul was doing as, as Brian Wilson was incredible and so i'm just i'm excited to see it all cut together i'm so excited for everyone to see this movie it's really going to be great hopefully awesome. knock on wood
0: Cross so. <laughs> knock on glass knock on glass <laughs>
1: yeah find some wood somewhere
0: um so last couple of questions before sure. we wrap this up um i know you are a busy guy so when you do get free time what do you what do you do well
1: it, it, hanging out with that small group of friends like mm-hmm. i was talking about um i i i'm an avid snowboarder i'm constantly going to the mountain and back like uh when when getting a car it has to be four-wheel drive really oh yeah because where do you uh, go uh, mammoth local. Uh, mammoth well big bear okay. I if i got to get there quick but mm-hmm. mammoth mountain is is the best i've found in southern california um so up there big bear um sometimes mountain high even though they don't get a lot of snow but that being said i love mountain high so <laughs> high mountain high um, but yeah, so, you know, as much as I can, but I, I grew up doing it in Seattle. So Stevens Pass and Crystal and Whistler up in Canada and, and everywhere. So in the winter, you'll find me, uh, snowboarding in my free time, but yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. But when I play golf together,
0: <laughs> that's fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a long day because we're out there just swinging away so 18 much. Holes or just nine? Oh, 18, oh, 18. That's a whole it's a whole day, especially the way we play.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, he actually. Bo's very good at it. I'm a little hit and miss, but I have fun with it though. Yeah, yeah just try to stay busy. Try to stay active.
0: So since awkward, you've started getting recognized in public. Obviously, yep. What's it like when you go back home?
1: Um, it's great. I don't. <laughs> um,
0: Does anyone treat you differently, or they're all no, just kind of like, oh, no? I hey, Brad. mean, I
1: pride. I really try to take pride in the fact that I don't think I've changed. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, you'd have to talk to those people if I have or not, but I'm going to say that I don't think that I have. And so I just hang out with all the same people that I did um, when I lived up there. You know, I, like I said, like I have a very small core group of friends and I see them all. And, um, you know, some of them are married now and like having kids and like, it's really cool to see and, and be parts of part of their lives. And, uh, you know, um, so it's great to go back up there and, you know, a lot of times I'm up there around Christmas and go to the mall and do some shopping and people recognize me and start yelling <laughs> Jake, you know, across the hall or across the uh, mall, you know, and uh, it's fun though. You know, I, I, sometimes I'll see people who I'll see them and I know they recognize me. I know you did <laughs> because I see you look at me and then look away really quickly and then start whispering to your friend and all this kind of thing. And then I'll walk right past and you don't say anything. They don't say hi or anything.
0: Because they're nervous or they don't want to – I I used to get that a lot is I don't want to bug celebrities. Like I feel like they get what? so many people going up to them and harassing them that I feel – I know, but
1: sometimes I walk by and then I go like oh, maybe I should turn around and go say hi because then I feel weird. Then, then I feel awkward. weird. Yeah, so I don't know. Say a quick hello. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. I, every time someone says hi and, and, you know, that they're a fan of the show or they want to take a picture or whatever, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I'll, I'll start to worry when that stops, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I love it. And, uh, yeah. So if you see me, say hi. Just a nice quick little hi.
0: So, uh, moving forward, last question. What do you hope to accomplish in your career?
1: Uh, well, just, it's, you know, it's going to sound cliche or whatever, but just, just more of the same, just to continue working, continue to do work that I, that I believe in and projects that I believe in. And, 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 um, that's really important to me. I mean, like the Beach Boys thing, uh, it, it was an audition you know, I was just hoping upon hope to get it. Um, and then once I did, it's this amazing experience, but if I can just keep doing work like that, work that inspires me work that I'm just such a fan of already, then, then I'll be in a good place. And and I've just been so lucky to, I mean, the, when I auditioned for Awkward, I think I screen tested for maybe four or five pilots that pilot season. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good year. It was it was going <laughs> well. Um, but uh, well, you don't get paid for the the screen test. But anyway, but it was a good it was good to to have that experience. But that being said, I mean, all of those pilots that I ended up screen testing for and ended up not getting the roles, they didn't actually end up getting picked up. And Awkward did. And so that's what I mean. You need you know, you need that dusting of luck every mm-hmm. now and then. And so I've been just kind of lucky to get into these jobs that are not only just jobs and, and whatever, but they're also really cool jobs. And so hopefully you can just keep that string of luck going. So
0: Cool. Well, this is our shameless plug section. So anything okay. you want to promote from awkward to your Twitter?
1: Yeah, just, you know, follow me on Twitter. It's at BDAV, B-D-A-V-V, because... I started that account when, like, Twitter was, like, everyone was using nicknames. Uh-huh. Should have just been Brett Davern. <laughs> anyway, we'll get it handled someday. Uh, but that's that's on there. There's a Facebook fan page, uh, Brett Davern, and then in parentheses, official, because there's a couple out there mm-hmm. that aren't official. Don't follow them.
0: Oh. Oh, no, I don't know. Um, and, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, you know, I don't know. Watch Love and Mercy when it comes out, Born to Race, Fast Track, all that kind of stuff. It's, um Yeah. It'll and be then fun. awkward. Oh, and awkward Tuesday, October twenty second, only on MTV.
0: Great. Well, Brett, thank you so much for joining us today. If you are a fan of chatting with Kathy, please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us by just typing in AfterBuzz TV. You can follow me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly, follow AfterBuzz TV on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. Again, thank you so much, Brett, My for pleasure. coming in. This was so much fun. Thank and you so much for having me. Yeah. Come back in when you have your, your next movie come out.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Wait, what is it? say? From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After
0: shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz oh, TV. No, no. It was so funny. I still had like a page of questions. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs>